And I'm doing good. here but we forgot we live in florida yeah fall ain't here man it is that week or yeah. like three days and it's a little cooler but that's it it ain't fall yet well yeah, at least you got some golfing today some good golfing weather oh yeah yeah oh yeah it's beautiful out to go play golf especially if you're lazy and you don't you get to get in the cart and then you only take one swing and get right back in the cart yeah that's how you do it none of that walking bullshit there you go. Well, Kevin, you say you had a good score, right? No. A good yeah. score is in the 70s. Bad scores are in the 80s and 90s. Mine was a bad score. If I could have cut out the first two holes, I would have been okay. I'd have shot 79-ish, 78, 79. Instead, I shot in the 80s, in the mid-80s. And I was like, nah, yeah. Can I go back to the first two holes and redo? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, no nah, man. I was, hey, listen. I went out there and played with you guys at that course. It was fun, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. So, and Kim said he had Good. a bad score. I don't zero. Want yeah. So, yeah, yeah, zero. He had, he, he had zero clue what he was doing. People, I took this bitch to Top Golf one time, and no, you, there. It, there's some people where you can give them pointers and it, it kind of helps. No, there there was there was no pointer that you could give Cortez that would help. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying. Do. I'm just I'm just saying, Cortez. It, like Happy Gilmore, at least he was a hockey player that that he pulled the whole club back. Nah, Cortez looked like he was just trying to shuffle the ball along. Yeah, <laughs> without he swung. Without he swung. Uh, we can go all day about my mediocre golf game, but hey, I listen. I, I like to learn, but I, I just got that learning clear. That's gonna take a little while to to at least be somewhat you, you, decent. It's called it's called a it's called a backswing, and you didn't have one at all whatsoever. When you if you can get a backswing, then okay. As long as it don't look like Charles Barkley's backswing. <laughs> Definitely, man. Hey, well, let, let, let's get into it, man. Let's, let's, let's hop in this football talk and talk about some things here. First of all, Kim, let's let's talk about, you know, I know, you know, initially a lot of folks thought, you know, or at least in their mind thinking that these two teams, the Buccaneers and the Packers, will probably be the class of the NFC. Um but right now, the Bucs are three and four. They had a brutal loss against the Panthers. Um, Tom Brady not looking like himself. The Packers was in a dog fight with the Washington Commanders, and they're three and four. And they, that game went 21-23. Kevin, can we talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and these teams? And what, what are some things that you, you're kind of seeing yourself with these two teams? Well, on the one side with the Buccaneers – we're going to have to come to the fact that they're old everywhere. Like Tampa Bay is a old football team, defensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. Most of their guys are older, but the big gigantic thing with Tampa Bay is I don't care what you say, who you are, whatever. If a woman leaves a man and they're married and they got kids and all this stuff, 
it affects the man a lot more than people think. Tom is affected by all this stuff that is going on in his personal life that it is definitely affecting his play on the field. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. People can say whatever they want. It's just, it's facts that this is bothering him enough to where it is having an effect on his football. And that's what I think because being there doing that, it takes a toll on the dude. And I, I think it's having a big, big effect on what's going on with him in the, in the football field. And I think Giselle's at home with like a little voodoo doll stabbing it in him when he goes to throw and then falls coming up short. So I, I think, I think that's taking a big effect on Tom, but Tampa Bay in general is a, is a, is an older football team as well. Uh, on the green Bay side, you have Aaron Rodgers who's older, but you have no one around him. Like he's throwing Alan Lazard, and people no one has ever heard of. And he just doesn't have – he doesn't have that team like he used to have around him. And you can see where that's that's taking an effect on, on, on Green Bay as well. Green Bay a little older in the tooth on the sides of the ball, but they, they still don't just have nobody to throw the ball to. So it's it's a little uh, – it's, it's almost common ground on both of them. Plus, Aaron's probably off the hallucinogens right now. So he needs to uh, he needs to start taking those again. This this way he can start getting back into it. But it's kind of almost a tale of the same things going on. Just different stuff is going on with each team, but they're they're kind of that in that similar path. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I'm sitting here and I agree with everything you just said. Um, you know, they just look older. Uh, Tom is definitely you can we talked about the personal things where he's getting affected with that and 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 Tom is one usually usually good at blocking out the outside noise. But it seems like this outside noise is very loud to him. The team it's around a, it's out it's outside noise that's in his home. Yeah. Now that's that's what the effect is. It's not just outside noise from around the team aspect and everything. It's outside noise, but it's it's his own personal life that now is the outside noise. Yeah, you got Bucks fans calling for Brian Leffers to be fired, and like it's just there's a lot going on with the Bucks right now. Um, this shit ain't it shit ain't the shit ain't Byron's fault. Shit ain't Byron's fault that Tom Brady is is out of it right now. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, and it was surprising to see them come up that short against Carolina, who, well... They Carolina just got, beat that ass. Yeah. And this is a team that pretty much is just committed to the rebuild. They traded Chris McCaffrey to the 49ers. Um, so, like, this is a team that, you know, came out and played desperate and showed... They started... They started an XFL quarterback, <laughs> a guy that was in the XFL, and they came out and just walloped and punched Tampa right in the face mm-hmm. against Tampa's streak, uh, Tampa's supposed streak, which is their defense. They just they got whooped. Bad man, they got yeah bad. So, Kevin, which which team you think which one will turn around and do do both of these teams? You just this is what they are this year. Do any of these both teams of them are in trouble. Nah, both of them are in trouble. We're we're seven games in, 
And unless you do a swift kick in the ass and you turn it real fast, uh, this this is what you are. Like you have a good sample size now with seven games. Mm-hmm. So it, you, you, this is what this is what some of these teams are. And if it, if you don't get a swift kick in the ass right about now, then you ain't going to be able to turn shit around. Yeah. And man. trade de- trade deadlines coming up. I don't know if either team's going to make a move or what teams are going to make a move, but they got they got to do a swift turnaround right now. If I had to say anybody, I would say Tampa just because their division is a little is a little on the downer side. Mm-hmm. Then Green Bay's, but I don't even have faith that Tampa's going to turn it around. Yeah, man, that's that's what I was thinking as well. Tampa division is still up for the grabs. When you look at the the division the Packers play in, the Vikings are playing well. Uh, Bears are somewhat looking solid, like even though they're supposed to be rebuilding. So uh, the Lions have hit a little snag, but still, like they're they're been. They're, they had a top offense for some point in time, so I, I just I think the path for the Bucks to bounce back is easier than the Packers. Um, but we're gonna see, man. This this has been an but Atlanta Atlanta's playing well in that division. Atlanta's surprising people. You got Atlanta's one of those teams that don't even use their two best people and still win games. <laughs> Oddly enough, right? <laughs> like Kyle Pitts and. Kyle Pitts and Drake London didn't even have didn't even have like targets or stuff one game and they still won. So it's 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 weird the way the way teams are winning games this year. All right, I tell you, Kevin, talk about the Jaguars. You was at the game, right? Twenty three seventeen yeah. Giants. Uh, Giants coming in, uh, being the cardiac guys that they be in the fourth quarter pulling out victories. Uh, John said a good start here, but Kevin, I know you don't care about that. Your Jaguars was in this game, so talk about the game. I don't care about. I, <laughs> I've become. I wrote this on Twitter the one day because a lot of people. What I'm noticing a lot more as I get older, a lot of people getting their feelings way too damn much about these football games and stuff. And because we got Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff, you can instant react and you can, but your instant reactions are that of madness. And I'm like, y'all need to learn to calm the fuck down. Like, okay, I know the game ended well or ended bad and I know things happen, but man, don't let it ruin your whole week because it's the football game. You're not playing. Like you're not out there. We're getting mad. you're getting mad at guys because they're not showing fire and compassion and stuff. You're a football fan. They're football players. They're the ones playing the game. You're watching. Well, we pay to watch. You don't have to pay to watch. You know you don't have to go. Like right? <laughs> the, 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 you you're the one that pays your hard-earned money to go to it. You don't have to go. If it's that bad, don't go. Just please stop with the, oh, this fucking team, they're never going to watch football again, blah, 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 and then the next week you're tweeting it again. So I tweet at you, why are you still watching football? <laughs> I thought last week you just you just said you wasn't going to watch anymore. I'm going to wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning next week for this. Don't wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning next week and watch the football game. You said two weeks ago you were done. Please stop watching just so I could stop seeing that. My instant reaction to games or things I noticed during the games on why you're not doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Those are my reactions to the games. Like, why do you not call a guy for getting hit in the head when he's a defenseless receiver? And then a guy telling me, well, Travis Etienne's not a defenseless receiver. Well, on the play, he drops the ball. The ball's nowhere near his hands. The ball's on the ground. A guy comes flying in and puts his helmet right into his helmet. Last thing I remember, that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have the ball in his hand. That makes him a defenseless receiver because he does not have the ball. So if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, what the hell is the dude hitting him for anyway? That's a penalty. And these roughing the passer penalties, my God, we just need to get the quarterbacks those inflatable vests that poof up on impact. Yes. So when they get hit, it poofs up and if they fall down. And then we can't call roughing the passer on some of these anymore. But the Jaguar game, it, it, they're, they're, they're confusing. Um, Doug Peterson, uh, he's a good coach. It's just sometimes he just gets away from things that are working and just doesn't do them anymore. And it, and it kind of gets frustrating. And I'm like, dude, just run the football. You, you got a guy that just ran the ball 13 times for a hundred something yards at a 10 yard per carry clip. And you stop giving them the ball. Like it's, it's maddening watching this team because from the twenties to the twenties, they're amazing. Once they get into the red zone, it's like somebody like gives them a shot of what the fuck, and they don't know what they're doing anymore. It's like they give them that shot, and they're like, what the fuck we do here? Okay. Then you just got that shot of what the fuck, and we don't know what the hell you're doing. But it's they're maddening. They're maddening. And then they try to give you a heart attack at the end of the game, (laughs) making it all the way down there and hit the ball at the one-yard line. Or all the way to the one yard line before getting in there, but it is what it is. It's like I told you earlier when we were off air. There's statistically, and this is why I hate analytics and numbers and all that shit. So when you spout them out to me, it doesn't make no sense. The only numbers that make sense are wins and losses. That's all I care about. Statistically, they're one of the best defense offense combos in the league. They're like top seven or eight, but they're two and five. I'm like, see, this is why I don't care about your analytics for going through it on fourth down. When you, if you kick the field goal, you go up by two scores. This is why I don't care about all those crazy ass numbers and shit like that, because they make no difference. Because at the end of the day, you got all these good numbers, but you're still two and five. So please stop bugging me with all those numbers. <laughs> They're a good football team. They're better than their record, but they have to get there. You know what I mean? They have, they have, they have to start winning games. And to prove me, prove that you're different. Prove that you're not that team that I've been watching for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Just prove me wrong. That's all I want them to do. Prove me wrong. Absolutely, my man. All right, Kevin. Let's, let's... On the other, on the other hand, we got your team who we don't know. What the hell they're doing except they get all the primetime games. <laughs> Listen, man, and I, we was all air talking about this. And as a Broncos fan, I, I personally do admit that this is a terrible product to put on primetime. Like, I, I, and so from the fan that complains about the Broncos going there, imagine being a fan of the team. I get it. Like, it's horrible. And 
you know, it's, it's one of those that you try to watch the team and you try to be optimistic because you got Russell Wilson and 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 lot, lot and I know there's a lot of blame he's been taking, but and, and it's and it's crazy how it's a quarterback lead sometimes that when when everything goes well, oh the quarterback's a hero. When everything goes wrong, the quarterback is the one to blame. Um, that defense that the Broncos have is top notch, is stellar, and it's a dang shame that for the same seven years it's been the same story. The defense has been dominant, the offense just can't catch up with them. And this this is just embarrassing about this one here. We're paying a quarterback $240 million on top of the offense that's been injured. As soon as I know that Tim Patrick got hurt, I told Kevin, I told people, I said, it was our playmaking receiver, dynamic receiver, and it would have been awesome to see him with Russell Wilson. But right now, we got some injuries that we're dealing with. Also, we lost our workhorse in Javante Williams. So this is a horrible product to put on TV. And guess what? We have Here's- another morning TV game against the Jaguars, which is going to be on national TV or at least on ESPN Plus, that is. But America and anybody watching this football team, listen, as a fan, I get it. I apologize as a Broncos fan. I know it's, it's not it's not the greatest thing to watch. <laughs> Trust me. It's like the Los Angeles Lakers on primetime on NBA. I get it. It is beyond horrible and it's horrendous. But guess what? That's my team. Unfortunately, as brutal as they are, let's ride. <laughs> here's the here's here's the thing with the Broncos, and I've already told you this, and now everybody's turning. Nate Hackett is a bad head coach. He's brutal. Nate Hackett is not a good head coach, and if he's, he's calling your plays, which I think he is, he sucks at that too. And I speak on experience from that. He he's just Nate Hackett can't hack it. As that, you see what I did there. He can't hack it as a as a NFL head coach. Just flat out can't do it. The funny part about this game Sunday is we'll probably keep y'all in the game because Doug Peterson will go to go for it on fourth down from his own freaking fifteen yard line, probably three times, thinking he's going to get one. So he'll just keep he'll keep y'all in the game. He'll keep y'all in the game just by doing stupid crap. Oh, and if Russell wants it can run this game, feel free because the Jaguars can't stop a quarterback from running out read option. <laughs> hey, we, we both admit that we're, we're watching these teams and we're we're not expecting anything positive. We're just hoping for a good game. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated though because you see you see in the Jaguars. Such improvement, but then all of a sudden it reverts right back to oh well we're the same old Jaguars. Like you watch them put a twenty-four nothing butt whooping on Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You watch them beat the crap out the Chargers. Then you watch them lay an egg against the Houston Texans. Then let ninety-year-old Matt Ryan, who after that game gets benched. <laughs> After he throws for almost 500 yards, 400 yards against you, the following game he sucks so bad that he gets bitched, and now he's done for the rest of the year. Even if he comes back healthy, he's not playing for him anymore. <laughs> then you let the luckiest team so far in the league in the New York Giants off the hook in the fourth quarter again. It's just, uh, uh, it's weird. And people are like, well, 
these guys, they, they're so used to losing. They just got to learn how to win games. I was like, no, they know how to win games. All these guys have experience winning football games, or guess what? You wouldn't be in the freaking NFL. Like, damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> I tell you, man. Uh, it's stupid. But- it's just, it, it's irritating because you know they're better, but you, you just, they get you there and then they snatch it away from you. And it's just like, we're, we're going to make you think it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to take it away. <laughs> All right. Hey, one more thing on football here before we start making some picks for the uh, next week. What was the more impressive win to you, Kev? The Seahawks or the Chiefs? Seahawks won 37-23 over the Chargers, and the Chiefs won 44-23 over the 49ers. Chiefs. Chiefs are the most – to me, to me, everybody's like, who's the best team in football? The Chiefs are. The Chiefs right now are the best team to me in the NFL. It's Chiefs one, Buffalo two, and everybody else is distant. Like, because I – when you say a team is, is, is good and the best, you're saying that they can go and play anybody and beat anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Buffalo and Kansas City, I can take and put against a team in the NFL, and I think they're going to win every single week. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're that good of football teams. And I'm just I'm just impressed. But Seattle's come out of nowhere – and it's playing ball we didn't expect them to play. Geno Smith time has happened in, in, in Seattle. And they about him. Exactly. And they've been playing they've been playing really good ball <laughs> up in Seattle. Uh goes to the testament to show how good of the coach Pete Carroll is. Like cause everybody was ready to run Pete Carroll out of town if he ran Russell out of town and then he has a crappy season. Well, you can see how good of a coach he is by what's going on up there. And he has these guys buying into everything. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. And that, like I said, Kenneth Walker Jr., or the, the third, has been killing it, man. Like, you also see Geno Smith, who who has been playing pretty well. They got some good pieces on defense. So this team right here also is playing like they could make the playoffs, possibly. And also the well, Broncos keep. If the Bronco keep crapping, they're going to get a high draft pick. So In, in that side in that side over there, in the NFC, they're going to make the playoffs. Because everybody we thought that was going to be good in the NFC isn't. That so division is weird, too. That division yeah, they're going to make the play. The Rams yeah, they're going to make the playoffs over there. Yeah. The Rams, the Cardinals. Who else is in their division? The Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers. 49ers. 49ers only one that's probably going to probably get the cream from the crop and probably take that division. But they can get in there as a wild card. And oh boy. Well, the, Ram, the Rams need to, if the Rams are going to do something, they got to kick it in the high gear. Like they got to, they're an older team too. They're like the Lakers, they're like another LA team. Yeah, they're just old, man. Yeah. You went chasing. <laughs> you went chasing that title. You got your title. Now you got to deal with the outset of being old and giving away all your assets. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Like what uh, the Heat did. You got old, then you gave away all your assets, and you're trying to play catch up. Looking brutal. All right, uh, let's make some picks, and after we do that, we'll talk some basketball. Um. 
Thursday. I know you're. I know you're itching. Oh yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but I am. <laughs> I know you're itching. I know you're itching. Even uh, if your team's bad, I still know you got that itch. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Uh, Thursday night game, you got the Ravens at the Buccaneers. Oh, boy. Oh, that would have been a good game, except Tom's probably got like a voodoo pin stuck in his side from Giselle in his voodoo doll at the house. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. Ravens in the blowout. Yes. Uh, yeah. If the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I know every week of football is different, but if I think the way it goes, it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> All right. Sunday games, Monday, or I'm going to say Sunday morning. You got the Broncos. Morning. At the, <laughs> the Broncos at the Jaguars in London, London games. I'm going to go with the Jaguars just because it's in London. And for some reason, that's their, that's their place. They can't win here. They're like, fuck the people of Jacksonville, but we'll win in London. Oddly <laughs> enough, the Broncos are really struggling. I like to pick them. I don't know. There's a lot of issues. Of course, I'm rooting for my team to win, but I'm going to be disappointed, and I'm sure they're going to be very disappointed, but the Jaguars are going to get this game. Hey! <laughs> oh, that hurt to say. Big my team to lose, but I'm just seeing the outcome of the situation. They look look here, Cortez. Look, look here. <laughs> you get used to it. Trust me. I'm used to it. Listen, if, 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 I'm going on ten years of this shit. You get loose to pick in the fucking your your team to lose. I'm sorry. So I did it. Remember the one year I did it every day. Yeah. I did it every yeah. week. So what's the team that, there's a team that's been the longest playoff drought, and they're training to make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, the Broncos will be the, the, the next team up since 2015. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot what team oh, it was, but they're training to make the playoffs, and, and the Broncos is up next. So all I know is pay. Uh, anywho, Jaguars won that game. Um, the Panthers at the Falcons. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons. Oh, okay, yeah. Falcons will get this one. Can you please throw the ball to Kyle Pitts, please? Pretty please? <laughs> Just from a fantasy standpoint? This hurts me, man. <laughs> and it, it, even if it's not fantasy, the dude is so freaking talented, and he's being mentioned. It's ridiculous. Exactly. If you're not going to do it, please get rid of him by the trade deadline, and I'll give you my first-round pick for him right now. <laughs> yeah, I know you ain't playing. Like, I'll give you my first-round pick for him right now because all he needs is somebody to throw him the damn ball and somebody that uses a tight end in their system. Mm-hmm. I will even give you Evan Ingram <laughs> and a first-round pick. Whatever you want, I'll tight give end. you. The tight end that drop passes. <laughs> I will give you. Actually, this year he's been doing pretty good with that. Okay. Not a lot of drops by Evan. <laughs> Had a good game last week, but I still here. Take them all. You can have my whole tight end room. I'll take it. There you go. All right. The Bears at the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys will win. The Dolphins at the Lions. Ooh. ooh. Lions with their fun defense. The Lions is the other team that's like the Jaguars who are in that upper spectrum of good offense and okay defense, but yet their record doesn't say it. Yeah, I'm like, that's the other team that's right there with Jacksonville in that department. But mm-hmm. uh, Miami, Miami, Tua's back. Yeah, I'll go with Miami. 
I'm going to upset alert. I'm going to Detroit Lions. Uh-oh. We picked <laughs> the Lions so much on upset alerts that I'm like, I can't do it anymore. You can't do it. Out here. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Uh, I can't do it. I, I, think, I think it's worked one time and that was it. <laughs> gotcha. I'm gonna learn today. <laughs> I'll take them. I'll take them on Thanksgiving. Whoever they are. There you go. The Cardinals at the Vikings. Uh, I'll take the Vikings. Vikings been playing well. Kirk Cousins has not been doing Kirk Cousins things. Uh, Jefferson and Thielen and because it's not a prime time day, so. <laughs> Smart man. Thank you when it's not prime time. The Las Vegas Raiders at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders. I'm going. With Saints, the Saints just Saints have fell off. Like their defenses went blah. Like for some bad reason, and none of their quarterbacks can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just weird there in New Orleans right now. Yep, I'm going to ride with the Saints. They got the home field advantage, see what they pull it out here, see what they got. Um, Raiders has been on and off and inconsistent, so expect them to probably lose this game on the road. Uh, the Pats at the Jets. Pats at the Jets. Well, the Jets are playing really good right now, but if the Patriots are going to ride with this other kid instead of Mac Jones – uh, I'll go with the Pats. He's got that little – he's got that magic in him. Oh, Zappy? Yeah, Zappy's got that little magic in him. All right. I'm going to go with the Jets. Jets has been looking solid. I think they get a win here. Zappy is Tom Brady. Mac mm-hmm. Jones is Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> Steelers at the Eagles. Oh, Shoot. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the Eagles. The Eagles, Eagles are remain. just Eagles are on it right now. The Eagles will remain undefeated. I will say this though, this remind me a lot of start Arizona like like last year I believe last year or two years. I ago, think Pitts, I think Pittsburgh will get a hold. I, Pittsburgh's got a good chance of getting a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a good game for sure. The Titans at the Texans. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee. I have a feeling Titans gonna lose this one. I have a feeling that Titans gonna lose this one. I'm going with the Texans. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Tennessee. The Commanders at the Colts. Oh boy, Colts. <laughs> I can't even take the Commanders in anything. But the Colts are going to a new quarterback, so watch the Commanders win. But. If Jonathan Taylor comes back, then you need to you need to feed him. So Wentz was out last week. I wonder. I'm, I didn't see if he's returned or not. But uh, Heineke always does a good job as a backup. Even the, the year before, he played pretty well. Um, yeah, go with Heineken. <laughs> Heineken. Uh a win. Forty Niners at Rams. It's been a fun game. Forty uh, Niners. Yep, I'm going to 49ers. 49ers, 49ers seem to always beat the Rams, except for once last year. But it's just like they uh, there's that number. And then the only time that the Rams had their number was the championship game. Yep. The Giants at the Seahawks is your last 4 o'clock game. It was three, four, four, four o'clock games. Uh, 
I'll take the Seahawks. I'm with you on that one. I actually, I, I think the Seahawks can win this one. Giants come back down the to giant, The Giants luck has to run out sometime, and Saquon Barkley has to get hurt. That's just the things that happen in New York. I'm not wishing for him to get hurt because I like Saquon, but we all know it's coming. Like you know it. Oh, not going word, Giants fans. <laughs> just waiting on it. Oh, I didn't say it. You can tweet at Kevin C twenty four fifteen. No, they're not going to tweet me because they know it's true. They know it's coming eventually. They hold their breath. They're like, please don't get hurt. <laughs> All right, the Packers at the Bills. Oh boy, this is prime Oh, the Bills are about to beat the dog mess out of the Packers, especially man. in Buffalo. Ooh. Yeah, Aaron, man, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably a prime time game. Aaron Rodgers may show it. It might be a solid game, but I'm, 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 I'm with you, Kev. I, I think I'm expecting a blowout here. Can and we you, just fast forward to when we get Kansas City Buffalo again, please, please? <laughs> and then the Bengals at the Browns is your Monday night game. Bengals, <laughs> Bengals, Bengals. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Bengals. Bengals. We need to get, we need, but we need, we need to just get the Mahomes and Allen and Buffalo and Kansas City again. That's the new New England versus any or New England versus Denver thing. That's the new, that's the new Brady versus Peyton. Yep. That's, that's exactly it. That is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's transition over to NBA. Sorry, guys, we used to do a beginning of the year podcast. Hours on change up of management, They're tossing everything around. New hire class, so nonetheless, I am very giddy. As Kevin can tell you off the air, I was very giddy about talking about basketball, even though my team is not starting on too hot. Nonetheless, Kevin, oh, shut up. Mine's old as dirt. <laughs> hey, and one had dreads and cut them off. <laughs> My, he never had dreads. He was doing that to tra- the freaking troll everybody. He had extensions putting his damn hair and then took them out. <laughs> if y'all think them shits was real, everybody's an idiot. Because he just had them and then he took them shits out. Mm. Them shits went real. Kevin, tell me some of your storylines about the NBA season. What you're looking forward to? I know it's still early, but what are some of the things you're looking forward to uh, in regards to the season in general or in your NBA team? What I'm looking forward to is how are the LA Clippers going to look when everybody becomes healthy and everybody gels together? Because to me, over in the West, the Clippers are the only ones that I think will be able to give Golden State that run just because of how they be, play defense and their two main guys are, when they're going and healthy, are two of the best defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. So that my, my focus is on them because Golden State's just up here above everybody else because, like I said before, you got to beat the champs in order for me to pick against them. But the Clippers are that team that – I think has that good of a shot just because of the way they play defense. All uh, all the younger squads and everything coming up, playing ball, they're going to look good. 
they're going to they're going to be their thing. But those are the main two teams that I'm going to be focusing on out west. Mm-hmm. Out east, it's so stacked. Every team, all these teams are stacked out on the east side. But the main consistents are Boston still being consistent with their younger core. Yep. Their younger talented core against all of these teams that have the older course. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like Philly, older core. Um, Brooklyn, older core. Miami, older core. Um, all the bigger team. Uh, Milwaukee is the only other one you can really say has a youngish core, but they're not even youngish anymore. No. They're they're a veteran core. They're not old. They're mm-hmm. just a veteran core. But over in Boston, you got a but you got a young nucleus in Boston that's going to make the East fun. The East, of course, it's is Brooklyn going to stay Brooklyn, or is yeah. Brooklyn going to is Brooklyn going to get hurt and their guys going to go AWOL again and 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 Kyrie going to go crazy and and Ben act like nobody likes him anymore. Uh, it's just is is they gonna be able to stay tight there? Like we think that they're going to be able to. If they can stay tight there, not a lot of teams can beat them. Philly, Philly, Philly to me is prove it first. Then I'll say something about you because you've yet to prove it to me. You prove it during the regular season, but when it comes time for the postseason, you don't prove anything except your uh, second round out. So Philly still has to prove it. Boston's going to be the most consistent. Boston still has everything intact. Not a lot of big changes. So they, they've got that there. Um, Miami, we're just old now. Like we, we're going to, we're, we rely heavily on Tyler Hero and Bam. And a lot of nights, Bam, there's been a few nights Bam just don't show up and he disappears. So you still need Jimmy to do his thing, even at his age. Kyle Lowry, my God, I wish they still would have traded him somewhere. Like, it's just, it's just they're old. They have to get younger. At some point in time, you have to get younger. That's why when everybody was talking about the Kevin Durant trade, I'm like, you can trade for Kevin Durant. You just can't give up a lot of them young players and draft picks because you're mortgaging your future for right now. You've done that once before. And how did that turn out for you? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, I'm tired of mortgaging futures for, for, for right now, especially with a bunch of guys that are injury prone and old. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of it. I want to mm-hmm. have young guys come in and play. That's why I like Tyler hero so much. That's why I like Strauss. And that's why I like some of these other guys because they're younger. Yeah. I'm getting tired of my best player being 37 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of it. Uh, it's a it, it's a, and a lot of, and a lot of things in the East are a lot of these, the younger teams watching how some of the rookies come in and play, watching, watching how people made the right decision, which right now, uh, Orlando made the right decision in drafting because he's come out and ball those, those, those first few games. My Orlando just pisses me off because they don't start the people that they should be starting and they don't play the people that they should be playing. Like, because your your three best players, the three best players are your rookie, your rookie from last year, and Cole Anthony. Mm-hmm. Those are your three best players. Play them. 
Stop relegating, stop relegating one guy to the bench because you think something else. No, Cole Anthony is one of your better players. Play the man. Stop, and Magic fans, please stop hoping that the two guys that are constantly injured are going to come back and give you something because guess what's going to happen? You're going to be disappointed because they're going to get injured again. You want to know why? Because they've been injured their whole damn career. If somebody is injured and he gets injured all the time, it's going to keep happening. <laughs> it'd be different though. It'd be different though if the guys you're hoping that come back from injury are guys like Kawhi Leonard, who when they do come back from injury, they're going to put you in another echelon. You guys aren't going to put you in that other echelon. So stop hoping they all come back. Please give up on Jonathan Isaac. The man's not coming back. The man, the man don't care about basketball right now. He's got other things going on to where he don't care about basketball. So just stop hoping that he comes back. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm like, oh, God, there are no bolts and suds, man. Get over it. Focus on who you got and not who you hope to get. Yeah. What do I always tell you? What do I always tell you? The biggest thing is availability, mm-hmm. not how good you are, not your your promise. It's if you playing or not. And right now, you got guys that are playing. Focus on those guys. Let yeah. those guys play, and then you're you're good to go. Yeah, man. Listen, you you said you said a lot of good stuff there, my man. And um, I was always interested to see what your storylines is in, in regards to basketball and. No, the one big back. thing I'm made about is we don't get to see Chet play. That's what I'm mad about. Yeah, that sucks. That really does suck, man. I, 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 I was bomb, man. See, I want to see him play. I want to see him play in the NBA so damn bad. Same. Because Same, I, until he comes in and plays and proves motherfuckers wrong. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Kev, so some of my storylines here, and kind of piggyback on what you said about the teams getting older, uh, the championship windows are closing for some of these teams. As you mentioned, your Miami Heat, they're they're older. Uh, they got you know a good nucleus, but they're they're getting older. So you're right. You want to see how the young guys play. The Milwaukee Bucks, in a sense, they're they got an older core. Um, you got Chris Middleton, who is due for a contract extension. Uh, the team did not agree to a contract extension yet, so they let them playing out this year. So you know, what what this team gonna look like next year? They don't at least be in the NBA Finals or get there. The Brooklyn Nets, they had this offseason issue with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. It was a bit messy. Everything was going on there. So what about this team here that's particularly older? Uh, how do they look like going into the future? And KD and, and Kyrie, can they still coexist and, and everything in that round? The Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul looking like a matador on the court. You know, even last night, I mean, he, he kind of broke out of that jail. But oh, even, hey. <laughs> but But even them, you know. They're 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 windows are closing and and yes they're all to a great start right now but we all know as Kevin like to say the games doesn't count to after Christmas so that's when we actually determine nope. things right there so it's really too early to make judgment on this call the Clippers um, already are are pretty much low managing players already I know there's been a lot of popular pick for them which to is go smart the um, so they're they're trying to figure things out with them and. And just trying to get to the playoffs without the injuries. So, how do they look? They're older as well. They got a nice little veteran core. John Wall, 
Uh, look like the founding youth is coming out beginning of the season. He's been playing pretty well uh, so far. So have, so happy for John Wall. You know, this was a guy who was bound depression and, and had suicide thoughts and, and uh, he's out there playing basketball, the game that he loves. So uh, props to him and his mental state getting right. Uh, so to me, that's why I say it's one of these big storylines where we got all these marquee teams. Oh, and I forgot to mention the Lakers too. You know, they're, they're not. In no, there's teams. a reason why I didn't mention them because yeah. I hate them. So we, why yeah. why we mention something you just yeah. hate? Exactly, but even they're they're you know their guys are looking older, but they're they're not a championship contender. But they're looking older, and and Russ is still trying to figure it out. And there's a lot. And, and see, this is the thing about playing the bigger market. You know, Russ is playing these other markets and had these other criticisms as what he is, but they highlight it because playing in Los Angeles and New York, uh, those markets tend to pinpoint every little thing that you do. I'm not saying I don't feel bad for Russell. You're still getting paid a lot of money to play the sport that you love, but at the end of the day, a lot of this ain't on him. A lot is the way this team is no. positioned. They're the last team in NBA in three-point shooting. So the way this team is composed is a big problem. Um, yeah, they're, so, they're, they're old. Yes, very, they're, very good. Oh, very old. Um, as Kevin mentioned about some of these uh, these other teams that we're looking at, Memphis has is, been uh, one got a young core, one of the youngest cores in the NBA, and they can set to come off and, and actually see they can make another run here. See, was it just a hot streak or there's a son that they can actually come back and build a pond on? So Memphis would be a fun team to watch as well. Boston Celtics. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah New Orleans is a very fun team. They came in. Had a good win against Luca and the Mavs. New, or- uh, New Orleans is a mix. They are. New Orleans is your perfect balance of vets. New Orleans and Boston, your perfect mm-hmm. mix of vets and young. Yep. And th- those are the perfect. That's that them and I like Dallas as well. Dallas is a good mix. Dallas has a lot of that mixture as well. Like I said, man, out west they got out west they got a bunch of good young teams that are going to run people to death. Out east they're just deep and a little bit older, and they don't run you to death. They just play ball. So it, it it's it's just going it such a contrary contradiction of of conferences. Exactly. Um, as far as my own particular basketball team, uh. They they absolutely made the right pick. I just gotta give the management credit on this one here. Um, there was a lot of reports coming out with Paulo about his defense and um, a lot of things. And then this is the thing about you know whenever you're playing college ball, you're just cruising. You just seem like you're just cruising through like you know that season. And there's some things that you don't do can be highlighted, but the guy's just naturally talented. Uh, there there and and I've been saying this for a lot a lot of time on Twitter, and, and I think a lot of us agree. You know, the way he's been playing, why in the hell wasn't he projected to be a consensus number one overall pick? Like, the way that because, he, because why, of why the way Because of the way he played at Duke. Mm-hmm. He wasn't – he didn't do everything at Duke because they didn't need him to do everything. You know what I mean? They yeah. didn't need him to do what Orlando needs him to do. He might have the ability, but in college, you're, you're kind of you're squished down. Like, because you've got all these guys who can do all this different stuff. 
his main purpose in college wasn't to do what he's asked to do in the pros, even though he had the ability, because he got other guys that are doing it. College is more structured. You know what I mean? College isn't that, okay, here's the ball. You go and do it on your own thing. College has that, that structure to it just because of the way the clock is, the way you try to manage the clock and the shot clock and all this other stuff. They just try to, they've limited the amount of, okay, we got the best player on the floor. We're going to give him the ball and just let him go. Mm-hmm. They didn't even do that. They didn't even do that with Zion. You just knew Zion was a good player just because he blew out a shoe. He was bigger than everybody else and he can get by everybody else. And he did a bunch of dominant things, but he had a lot of other good players that surrounded him on that team as well. And the same thing with Pablo. He had a lot of guys that all around him, were doing other things, but you could see the flashes of how good he was in college. Mm-hmm. You just saw those flashes. And what it was, was Orlando saw the flashes and saw the potential in the stuff that they were watching on film. And then you can tell me they didn't have him for a workout or anything like that. I guarantee you, they went and saw him work out somewhere. They had somebody somewhere watching that man work out and seeing what he could do on his own. Oh, because yeah, he, because yeah, because he he, you can't always tell in college how really good and really special a player is going to be because usually his teammates around him, they try to get everybody involved in the college game. It's not like the NBA where they go one on one because if you go one on one in the college game, you're usually not that going to be that good of a team. Kevin, I, I actually saw this man and and I went to go to the one preseason game and the home opener, and he he is huge, man. Like this dude, yeah, he's is, a big ass dude. He is big to be nineteen. Like I'm 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 like blown away how big this dude is when you actually watch him in person and how quick he is. Dude, too, kids so. kids kids are big, man. Kids yeah. are big. Like we like we know Florida's got a defensive lineman who's six foot four, four hundred something pounds. Kids this days are huge. Huge man. So um in terms of the magic, big. they yeah. And so big ass youngins. So yeah, Paulo is already for the I think the first uh four games he he, he dropped twenty points. That's like the first time him and Duncan's Grant Hill uh in his rookie season. So there's a lot of talent there. Um what Kevin has mentioned about the injuries as well, too, the thing that's kind of irritated me a little bit, and it has been for a while, is that our management is so discreet about it that it's like, let us know something. Like, for yep. us to just be in the dark and not know, and and there, there's, you just wonder, like, because Markel stumped his toe in the house and kind of broke his big toe. You got to take a month to heal. Well, today marks a month. So you think an update would be in, in order? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing out no, there. Because there's um, probably something else wrong with him. So it's just one of those that the, the management on this part here, they're 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 uh they're discreet about injuries is ridiculous. Suggs is one guy that keep getting injured because he's playing faster than what he needs to. Um he just gotta slow it down. RJ Hampton did with this last year where he was you, well, listen, you can be the fastest guy in the world, but if you're not playing under control, you think you just drive to the basket straight line and, and make a play, you're just playing reckless. So right now he's playing reckless. So I dare, that's what happened to Derrick Rose when he hurt himself. Yeah, just playing reckless. John but. Wall, John Wall, when he hurt himself. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys that play that way get hurt. Yeah. Um, my last storyline would be for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and, and I... And I 
credit Charles Bar- or not Charles, but Kenny Smith to this point last night. Um, this is a team that are two and two coming out now. And allow your teams in these first 20, 25 games can give you the best shot. And it, and the way that Kenny paint this picture is saying that um, whenever you got Golden State come to your arena, it's not Golden State versus the Phoenix Suns. It's the Golden State game. Anytime they come in this arena, first 20 games, you're going to get the best of each player. And Clay Thompson handled that poorly. He held that whole thing mm-hmm. poorly. Like, listen, at the end of the day, yes, you got four rings, but Devin Booger is cooking you. He's been cooking the, the, the previous three teams that he played. He is coming out to a spectacular start to the season. Stop him. Don't run your mouth. Stop him. And you walk to the bench and say, you got four rings? whoop you do. Congratulations. And, like, but you're not stopping and Clay, you And Clay, you ain't – yeah, Clay ain't right. Clay still ain't right from all those injuries he had. So Clay needs – Clay's the perfect example of what we were talking about L.E. doing with their guys. Yeah. They need to limit him, like big-time limit him, and don't let him go out there and have to be trying to guide guards – guard guys like Devin Booker and all of them. No, man, limit this guy, put it in there. But no, you shouldn't have freaking put up four fingers just because you got four ri- four rings. Stop just stop living in the past. I agree with you. You like, know what's crazy about if that? If you want to do that, if you want to do that, we'll go watch the NBA Classic and we'll yeah. we'll see all your rings. But you you saying it during the game, it don't matter. He's whooping your ass right now. Kev, you actually brought up a good point. Ah, This ain't about it. Go ahead, Kev. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead. No, I was saying you brought up a good point about low managing Clay Thompson because Golden State has all that depth. They can use all that young talent, so why not do it? You bring up a good point about that. Why not? You need to you need to load manage everybody in the NBA is load managing. Everyone. Everyone. Take all your older guys and load manage them, especially, you know when? The beginning of the season. Get these guys ready for the long haul. That's why Kawhi, Kawhi said it best. I'm just a bitch. Get my legs underneath me gradually. Then towards the end of the season, I'm going to start playing more. Ta-da! That right there is how you do it with an older team and guys coming off of injury. This is how you're supposed to do it. You don't thrust people right back into lineups. You gradually bring them along and let them play. And Clay definitely still isn't himself. So you know what I would do? Sit him down. Let him play 10 minutes a game. Let him come off the bench and then gradually move it up as you go throughout the season. Because first of all, you play too many damn games as it is. You already play too many games. And who knows in the offseason how many games all these people have played. Because all we saw this offseason was everybody playing games everywhere. So these guys need their rest, especially in the early part of the season. Later part of the season is when you want your players at their best going into the playoffs, you already know you're going to be a playoff team. Just ease them into it. Yeah. Nah. I, I agree, man. So, but no. That's why I point. hate basketball being this damn long. <laughs> I know you're very vocal about that. Um, all right. So let's transition uh, to 
a little bit of college. I know we're near an hour here. Uh, Kevin, your, your thoughts about the Florida Georgia game? Always a tradition to do the floor, uh, the world's nation cocktail party in Jacksonville. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. There we go. Don't uh, worry, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. What, what, That's what, what I'm here for. Hey, I appreciate you. Oh, we're going. About- we're going to get our ass. We're going to get our ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is. If, if the only way we don't get our ass whooped is if the game is similar to a game that me and you went to. Will Muschamp already on his way out. What does Florida do? Florida only throws the ball three times and runs for almost 400 yards. That's the only way you're going to beat George is if you keep the ball away from him because our defense sucks. That's it. That's the only way you're going to do it. The festivities and everything beforehand, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun down there with all these God darn Georgia fans, because that's probably going to be the majority of the, of the, of the fans that are going to be there. But the only way Florida wins is if the bet, the best athlete on the field becomes the best athlete on the field again. And if he plays like he did against, uh, Tennessee and Utah, if you get that kind of game out of Anthony, then you don't ever know. But you got to run him. You have to get the running game going, or this game is going to get very ugly very fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I'm not. This, would be, this will be one of those games for a guy that doesn't drink anymore to drink a lot. <laughs> you just expecting this brutal, brutal, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting good things. I'm not expecting good things. Oh, well, Kevin might show up. He might, might go to the game, but might just make appearance. But uh, I probably Depends don't. On how you. cheap the ticket's going to be? Yeah, that I don't blame if it becomes that into a blowout. So, um, let's talk a few more games before we get off here. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State. What do you think about this, too, and who you got? Uh, I think Ohio State's just above everybody over there right now. They're just a little better than everybody over in the Big Ten. Uh, I, I, I think Ohio State's going to be one of those teams that are going to be in the in the playoffs. The funny part is we already ran the scenario, okay, Tennessee beat Alabama. What if Georgia beats Tennessee and then Georgia – plays Alabama and Alabama beats Georgia. Do you put all three of those guys into the playoffs and then put Ohio State in there, or what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's always been a class between these two teams, though. Yeah, it's always a good game. But I, I just think Ohio State's that much better than them right now. Gotcha. Kentucky and Tennessee at 7 o'clock. Uh, Kentucky's still down their their quarterback. If Levis was playing, it's it, it, it's a different story. If Levis is playing at a hundred, if he's playing, okay, but he's got to be a hundred percent because Tennessee Tennessee just scores points. Like that's all they do. But they're damn stopping people because their defense is on par with Florida's at not being that good. But their offense is just it's just crazy how good their offense is. Uh, I'll take Tennessee because they're, they're going to keep rolling. 
Then their game is next week. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Tennessee's big game is they got the big game against Alabama, but their real big one is next week because who wins that goes to the SEC championship game. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Ole Miss is number 15 at Texas A&M. Oh, Texas A&M is in freaking shambles. They're, I don't know if you heard, but three freshmen are gone from the team. Another five-star that they recruited has, has left the team. Another guy has got suspended. Another one is entering the transfer portal. Another guy's entering the transfer portal. At Texas A&M is in shambles. Like they're, it, it, it's all the rats are jumping off the Titanic right now. Because it's it's insane there. So uh, yeah, I'm taking Ole Miss. I'm like I, Texas A&M is in a rough place, and the bad part is they got to pay Jimbo eighty five million dollars if they got to get rid of him. He's guaranteed eighty five million dollars, and the guy they fired to bring in Jimbo has a better record than Jimbo did. Or, <laughs> Had a better record than Jimbo does through the same amount of games. Oh, you're talking about someone? Yeah. So stupid. (laughs) Uh, Oklahoma State is ranked number nine against 22 Kansas State. That's the only double-digit one that's left. There's a few that they're playing, but uh, Oklahoma State is playing pretty well. They're on the road against Kansas State. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Kansas State, uh, Kansas State always gives somebody over in that league a shock. Wouldn't shock me if this is a close game. I think Oklahoma State will still win it. The better team in Oklahoma because Oklahoma is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and to round out, your we'll go to top ten: Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Tennessee's three, Michigan's four, Clemson's five, Alabama six. TCU is seven, Oregon is eight, or Oklahoma State is nine. Southern Cal and Wake Forest is tied for ten. So, grab your top ten. Your thoughts about that, Kevin? Top ten. Uh, it's get, now it's getting towards the time of the year where everything's kind of shaking out. So now those pool uh, those polls kind of make sense to where everything shakes out. Like we had the weeks where. Georgia struggled. They drop them all the way to three. Then Alabama struggles. They drop them back down, and Georgia jumps over them. We all know who the best three teams in the country are. You don't even matter what order you rank them in. Even though Alabama lost, I still think they're one of the best teams in the country mm-hmm. just because of the way they lost and everything like that. I think Tennessee now deserves to be up there, but Tennessee still got their big game coming up. So we'll see. We'll see where everything shakes out. But it's all it's all right there. All right. So, all right, let's close this bad boy up. Um, wrap her up on up here. All right, guys, make sure you stay tuned. Me and Kevin, uh, definitely try to do this next week. My schedule should be going back to regular, I believe. Uh, so, um, just stay tuned for that. Talk all things football, basketball, college football. Be back on there. Uh, you can follow the podcast. Ice page. hockey, uh, <laughs> curling. That's uh, right. Overwatch 2. So, yes. <laughs> uh, you can follow the podcast page at BIOC Podcast. You can follow me at In the Mind of CP. Kevin C2415. All right. Uh, and go to the bottom of which is podcast. even my over, Which is even my Overwatch handle. So, if anybody Ooh. ever wants to add me. 
Yeah. Run it. <laughs> Ball Night Court Podcast on anchor.fm slash Cortez dash Paul and the minor CP dot com. Uh, you go to Facebook and type in Ball Night Court Podcast there. Uh, Instagram, we're also at BIOC Podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Speaker, Windows, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and many other as well. Listen to it before, listen to it there again. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, uh, for listening. Stay tuned. We'll be back guys again next week. Take care, guys. Later.